Come with me now to uh, back to the fourth chapter of John, and I will begin reading now at the seventh verse. John chapter four, verse seven. John chapter four, verse seven. It says a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get the, that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. So that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Father, we pray that your word now will be opened in our hearts and our minds and our homes and our lives, Lord, um, that your will would be done, Lord, now on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word, Lord. Uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as a young boy growing up in the city, I, I can remember playing on the block in the hot summer. And it, I don't know if anybody watching uh, knows anything about summer in the city, but it, there's a different type of heat. The, the blocks in those streets are like radiator coils. Um, but we played hard until it felt like we were uh, uh, going to die of exhaustion or, or, or thirst. And, and, and in that time, there was no... Um, water fountains out on the block. There was uh, no nobody uh, selling cold bottles of Deer Park. There was no cold bottles of Deer Park at that time that I knew of. But but like uh, an oasis, if we looked down the block to the corner, we could see what we called uh, the water plug, uh, the the fire plug, the the, the fire hydrant. We, uh, we, we would see it and it was like an oasis and we were always thankful when we saw someone uh, had left it open and, and the water still running, even even to a trickle. And so we would uh, approach it and with, with our hands cupped and, 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 and drink the water and drink the water and drink the water until until we were refreshed again and then go back out and and, and handle our serious business of playing on the block. Um, now I'm, I'm almost certain that um, uh, drinking the water from the water plug 
wasn't the best thing to be doing. And somebody probably would tell us that uh, now, but then it, it's what we knew, so it's what we did. And, and so I can, I can almost imagine what it would be like if someone would have showed up saying, hey, uh, you know, you got your water plug, but I, I got something better. Uh, I don't know how I would have responded to that. Um, but it's funny because that's, that's kind of what Jesus does in this scripture here today. It's kind of what we see him doing in the text today. He, he offers a woman something better than what she's been surviving on. Um, he offers her something better than what she's been surviving on. And uh, the, the title of the message is Quenching a Thirsty Soul. Quenching a Thirsty Soul. It was the disciple John as a as a background for this gospel disciple John who had walked with ate with and lived with Jesus for three and a half years he's the one who wrote down the things in this gospel he had recorded uh, miraculous signs that pointed to who Jesus was um, and he wrote them down so that people could believe that Jesus was the Christ, that he was the, the son of the living God, and that in their believing, they would have life in his name. Um, John also uh, told about times when uh, Jesus would get one-to-one, one-to-one with people, uh, that he would sit down and have these private encounters, uh, people who needed to know him. Um, uh, no matter what condition the, the people were in, no matter their high status or low status, Jesus would get one to one. And John records some of those for us here, too. And, and, and that's what we have today. But he, he, just uh, before this, in, in John chapter three, he had just finished explaining to someone um, that uh, named Nicodemus that that he came because of God's love so that. Uh, anyone that would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Uh, that was in uh, chapter three. And then now in this chapter, we find him taking a rest from his journey. He had been uh, moving uh, there in, in, in Palestine. And, and now <clears throat> we find him taking a rest from his journey at a well in Samaria. And there he's sharing his message with a woman in need at the well in Samaria. Um, the thrust of things here is that Jesus offers to pour life into any thirsty soul he encounters. Jesus offers to pour life into any thirsty soul he encounters. Let's look at the text. It says in verse seven, it says a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, uh, give me a drink for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. You know, sometimes uh, we don't pay attention to the way things happen around us. Uh, and then when we do notice strange things happening around us, uh, we sometimes tell ourselves that it was just oh, that it's just a coincidence, a uh, 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 lucky chance, huh? Um, but when you look at this situation, it looks like God is up to something with this woman here in Samaria. Um, one, uh, it says back in verse four that we read earlier that um, 
Jesus needed to pass through Samaria, that he needed to pass through Samaria, um, but he actually could have traveled another uh, route. It was the fastest route, but there was another one available, but it said that he had to pass through Samaria. Two, at the same time, Jesus gets tired and thirsty and sits down by the well. This woman happens to be coming to get water at the same time. And, and not only is it at the same time, it's a time when people don't usually go to get water. It, it's at 12 noon. It's at high noon. Uh, uh, people usually go in the morning or the evening in a cooler time of the day, but just so happened that they met there at the well. Also, uh, on three, uh, the disciples are gone. Uh, they went to get food. So, uh, so Jesus gets a chance now to speak uh, to this woman uh, without interruption, a one-on-one -on -one encounter. Um, and now, I don't know about you, but, it, you know, looking at this scene now, it, it almost seems obvious. None of this points to an accidental meeting. Uh, it seems orchestrated by God. And, and by the way, if you're sitting and watching this right now, it's no accident. God has a purpose for connecting you to this message today. Um, whether you're a part of the church, whether you're just a guest or someone that stumbled across it, uh, God has a purpose for this. It, it always does us well to, to lean in and try to see what God is doing. Uh, what, what God is doing. Uh, so Jesus <clears throat> sits, sits, sits at the well. He sees the woman coming. And even though uh, uh, in his humanity, because uh, John does show his humanity, he makes clear Jesus's deity that in the beginning was the word Jesus and the word was with God, Jesus and the word was God. He makes clear his uh, divinity but he also shows us his humanity here um, in his humanity. Um, he, he is tired and he's thirsty. Um, he, 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 he never neglects, though, his divine mission, his mission. He came. He, he stated his mission before that he came to seek and save that which was lost. Um, he never neglects his divine mission. So uh, tired thirsty uh he makes a request from this woman he engages her he says give me something to drink the samaritan woman uh said to him how is it that you a jew ask for a drink from me a woman of samaria for the jews have no dealings with the samaritans uh you know if her uh, answer to a simple request for a cup of water seems a little tense is because of the, of the history that, that's between the Jews and the Samaritans. John just says Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans, but, but uh, some 700 years earlier, uh, what happened uh, uh, to, the, to, to, to establish these people is that um, the Israelites uh, living in the northern part of the kingdom, they were conquered by a nation called Assyria. And part of Assyria's strategy for ruling people was to leave some of the defeated folks there in the land, but to bring in other people they had captured and conquered and mix them and mingle them in the land uh, uh, with 
the, the, the defeated folks that remained there. Um, they, they were trying to um, uh, weaken the land, if you would. But when they, when they brought the foreign people into the land uh, there in the northern uh, kingdom, in that northern section, um, not only did the remaining Jewish people begin mingling with those foreign people in marriage, um, they began mixing the worship of the Lord uh, with the worship of, of the false gods of the foreign nations. Uh, they, they started breaking the, the first commandment right away. Um, so then there was this syncretism, uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, uh, God says none of that. <laughs> so, so the Jews in the, in the southern part of the land who held on to uh, their original lineage and their singular worship of the Lord after they had been uh, uh, deported and, and captured and, and brought back to the land. They, they, they were there and they maintained, though, their, their singular worship of, of Yahweh, of the Lord. Um, they viewed uh, those uh, uh, mingled and mixed uh, folks up in the northern uh, territory of Samaria. They, they, they viewed them as impure and and an unholy race of people. Uh, they were half Jew and half Gentile. Uh, uh, the the, the, the uh, Jews in the southern kingdom uh, thought that the Samaritans should be avoided and that they should be considered, um, it should be considered that any contact between them uh, and, the, and the Jews or, or anyone else made a person ceremonially unclean. So, uh, there was some contention between the two. Um, the, the Samaritans also despised the Jews uh, after having their temple destroyed by them, uh, being harshly treated in, in the conflicts that they had and enduring centuries of, of just being looked down on. Uh, they despised the Jews as well. I, I, don't know, I don't know if today you could even, you could imagine two groups of people um, living in the same land uh, who distrust, dislike, and avoid each other because they've never taken the time to communicate the wrongs of their past, admit and, and, and communicate the wrongs of their past, and, and then take the time uh, to reconcile from those wrongs with each other, against each other. I don't know if you can imagine a place like that, a nation like that. What would it look like? Um, but that's what was going on between the, the, the Jews and the Samaritans. And this backdrop uh, is what makes Jesus's question stand out even more. <clears throat> the fact that he asked the question and it makes uh, the woman's response almost expected. Uh, although she was completely different and other than Jesus. Watch this. She was. She was female. She was Samaritan. Uh, she was considered socially inferior. Jesus continues sitting and speaking with her. There's something different about this encounter. His asking for, for water actually uh, was a moment that highlighted the, the common humanity between him and the woman. Despite all of the differences, despite all of everyone's differences at some point everybody gets thirsty everybody gets thirsty it was a common point of humanity there's some things that are just in common to people um 
So it, it, it's, it's also that humanity of, of Jesus that, uh, that un- allows him to understand and relate to our needs and, and our desires because he's been there uh, and he's done that, but he did it all without sin, the Bible says. Here, here her, her, her question um, to Jesus uh, also gives um, Jesus the chance to unfold his identity and start sharing some life-giving truth with her. Uh, the question that she asked. Uh, Jesus says, he answered her, if you knew the gift of God, verse 10, and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. We see Jesus isn't isn't put off by the woman's challenging words. Uh, 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 we would have said her, her attitude. He, he wasn't put off by it. Also, um, not only not only was he not put off by his his response. Notice it doesn't deny or excuse what the woman is implying about the gender and and racial discrimination of that day and in that in that in that time. Um, But his presence and his behavior uh, uh, so far up to this point, it's already marked him as somebody who stands outside of and contrary to the common traditions and and prejudices of that land. Uh, He's already presented himself as 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 someone different, as someone different. So now instead of getting fixated on her on her past negative expectations, Jesus suggests the opportunity for a new future experience, a new future experience. He begins uh, using the 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 discussion about uh, natural water to introduce the supernatural resource that he came to make available to her. Um, Water was a segue into what he wanted to talk about. He used it as a picture, but not yet able to recognize the activity of God going on in her mundane life or in the presence and the behavior of this uh, of this unusual stranger she met at the well. Um, Jesus explains to the woman that that she's missing something that's being made available to her. She's missing something. First, he says she didn't know the gift of God. She didn't know the gift of God. Um, uh, God has sent and was offering her his free gift of salvation. Uh, well, she, she was unaware of it. Second, she didn't know who she was talking to. Uh, the, the one who came to pour out that free gift was Jesus Christ. Uh, he, was, he was sitting there talking with her right in front of her face. Uh, and, and she didn't know who she was talking to. Jesus calls the gift of God. He calls that gift living water. Uh, to, to the average person in that day, those words would describe cold, fresh water from a spring. Uh, there in a dry land, that would have caught anybody's attention. The word uh, living water, um, people would have looked <laughs> where, where, where. But there was also a spiritual picture of living water. 
The Lord used it to describe himself in Jeremiah chapter two, uh, where he explained that turning away from him and and turning to false gods was like giving up uh, fresh life giving spring water for uh, uh, dirty, broken water tanks with holes in them uh, that let all of all sorts of things get into the to the water. Um, that, that was him describing himself and comparing himself. Uh, 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 John in this in the same gospel would go on later to explain in chapter seven that Jesus spoke of the living water as the coming spirit of God there in in chapter seven, verse thirty seven through thirty nine. He spoke of the living water as the coming spirit of God. But not yet getting the spiritual picture. The woman's reaction showed that this offer of Jesus was going to take some time to be understood and and unpacked. Uh, in verse 11, the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, draw water with. And the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself as as did his sons and his livestock. Uh, uh, in, in her practical and matter of fact kind of way, uh, she begins to now interrogate Jesus. Uh, she thinks he must be missing something with, with that with that well being over 100 feet deep. It, it's it's simple to her. No bucket, no water. What was Jesus talking about? Um, there's there's other than her, her 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 practical matter of fact way that there's many other things that could be stopping her from receiving this this message from Jesus. Sometimes uh, it's hard for us to receive messages from certain individuals. Uh, does, does she hear uh, Jesus's offer as just another Jewish man attempting to to be superior over her and her people? Uh, uh, does does uh, does he think he's better than me? I mean, we don't know uh, what what stories she's telling herself right now as Jesus is speaking to her. Maybe she's reacting to her her history with the Jews and, and other men. But she but she feels she feels here uh, now the need to justify and then elevate her heritage uh, in this conversation. She inserts it and and, and uh, uh, it's almost like it's her trump card. I don't know if this was a reaction uh, to Jesus or or if this was her defense mechanism. But here she she seems to claim now Jacob, the father of the 12 tribes, as the uh, father of her people to kind of remind Jesus she is just as much from Israel as he is. Uh, even if even if he thought he was better than her, he couldn't think that he was better than Jacob, that he was greater than Jacob. She 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 throws that down at him. This this exchange, it it kind of reminds me of something. Have you ever tried to trade a dollar bill for a shiny nickel with a young child? Uh, The child not knowing the value of the money will yell, no, mine. Uh, um, 
while, while, while she clutches the shiny nickel and rejects the dollar. Um, it, it's the same way with this woman. She's clinging to something of far less value than what Jesus is offering her and, and believes she has the better thing and, and doesn't want to let it go. You know, clinging to what she believes to be a, an impressive history and, <clears throat> and whatever status that might give her uh, is it, it, it's, it's actually blocking her view of God's gift. But Jesus continues. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. <clears throat> Jesus doesn't doesn't respond to her remarks about Jacob. And, you know, most people in their interactions and in their encounters with others, uh, they get caught up in that type of uh, uh, challenge, feeling like they need to validate themselves. Uh, Jesus already knows that he's greater than Jacob, um, but more importantly, he knows that she won't realize that he's greater than Jacob until she accepts what he's offering her. It's more important for her uh, to realize uh, uh, to accept what he's offering her. And then, and then she can know some of those, she can figure out some of those details later. Note how patient Jesus is as he continues to offer her some water for her soul. Uh, hear, hear, hear the patience in his voice. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't pry her hands off of the well that, uh, uh, that, that she's clinging to, but he continues to explain to her the benefit and the need for what he's offering her. I, I, I know you've been surviving on this water, but I'm offering you something better. This, this water won't ever satisfy you. <clears throat> the more you drink, uh, you'll, you'll need to come back to it over and over. Your, your thirst will never be quenched here. Again, Jesus tries to shift her mind from thoughts now of natural water to a, a spiritual understanding of what God wants to provide for her. As a Samaritan woman, um, she would have only been familiar with the Pentateuch or the first five books of the Bible. Um, that's all they believed in. So she, she wouldn't recognize that the, <clears throat> the images Jesus shares to describe his living water were also pointed to by the prophets and, and, and the Psalms. Um, from, from, from her place, her position held up deep in her well, it would have been a struggle to see that Jesus was offering the water described in Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3 that says, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Or, or, or even for her to, to recognize that Psalm 63 and 1 described her needs perfectly when it said, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Or, or maybe uh, even understand that Jesus was there to provide God's promise to her from Isaiah 44 and 3, 
where it says, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. So Jesus continues uh, describing to her uh, how taking a drink of the water he offers provides access to a personal bubbling fountain that never runs dry. Uh, uh, he continues, uh, uh, he, he says this fountain, this uh, uh, bubbling fountain, uh, it remains with you and even in you providing all that your soul needs for life. It doesn't run dry. It doesn't run out. And, and as, as, as good as that sounds, it, it's still hard for not, not just this woman. It's, it's, it's hard to get somebody's mind off of what's in front of them. Uh, uh, she's just like others. Uh, it, it's hard to get somebody's mind off of their everyday situation and, and get them to think about what's going on with their soul. Uh, Jesus is trying to dig her out of that well and, and get her to see what's going on in her soul. In verse 15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. She still doesn't understand everything but she asked him, sir, give me this water. She doesn't understand how the water works, but she understands that she's tired of coming to this place at noontime in the hot sun day after day alone. She's tired of day after day letting that bucket down into the well uh, 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 and ending up thirsty all over again. Uh, coming up dry. She's tired of it. So she asked Jesus to give her what he has. Um, that's, a, that's a good starting point. So the woman, uh, she, she seems to recognize that Jesus is offering something better than what she has now. But the problem is that, that, that she's learned to be so pragmatic doing what she thinks she needs to do to survive and to have peace uh, that her main concern is still whether or not what he's offering will improve her life right now. Um, how many people have missed encounters with God because what they thought was being presented to them wouldn't change their lives right then? Jesus, though, he didn't come to, to just improve her right now life. He came to bring her new life, uh, uh, something uh, uh, totally other than the old life. The Bible says that if any man, any, anyone is uh, in Christ Jesus, they become a new creation. Behold, they, the, the old has passed away and the new has come. Uh, he came to, uh, uh, to fill her deepest need. And as this conversation continues, he's going to help her see what that deepest need is. And, and we'll continue in the, in the next couple of weeks uh, with this encounter with Jesus and this woman at the well. 
But what do we what do we um, learn from and about Jesus in this text? Uh, what can we take away? We, we importantly, uh, we learn that Jesus wastes no opportunity to reach a lost soul. He wastes no opportunity to, to, to reach a lost soul, tired, thirsty, uh, whatever, whatever the scenario, whatever the case, he, he wastes no opportunity. Um, secondly, um, we learn that, that Jesus crosses traditional and social boundaries to reach people with his life for the kingdom of God. He crosses all boundaries and barriers to reach people that are in need of his life for the kingdom of God. Third, uh, Jesus meets people where they are in life. And then he patiently leads them toward new life in him. He meets them right where they are and patiently walks with them <laughs> and leading them toward new life in him. Uh, we, we need to uh, go from this uh, considering uh, the places of encounter, considering um, our, our place of encounter with, with Jesus. What, 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 where was our well? Uh, where did we encounter him? And, 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 and what barriers did he cross to get to us? How patient was he with us? And then considering and then considering that um, we need to be out seeking wells. Where are the wells today? Who 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 is at the well today waiting for an encounter with Jesus? Uh, where are the wells? Are they the the corner store, the supermarket, the bodega, the 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 uh, the uh, uh, the coffee shop. Where are the wells? We should be seeking the wells and, and, and approaching the wells with that same spirit that Jesus uh, uh, demonstrates here at the well with this Samaritan woman. We thank God for this encounter and for him allowing us to um, to open it and, and to consider it. Um, familiar passage of scripture, but always so rich. Uh, we thank God for his, his mercy, his grace, and his patience. Um, let's uh, be considering the encounter, um, considering the one that quenches thirsty souls, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, it's your good pleasure to fulfill and fill our deepest need. Lord, we consider our needs, those things we see in front of us, um, those things around us, Lord, but um, our deepest need lies inside of us. It is a reconciling uh, with you as Lord, uh, uh, a moving away from a place of um, being an enemy to a place of being son or daughter. Um, you provided that in Jesus Christ, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this time in your word. We thank you for all that have gathered to watch and encounter. 
Lord. Um, allow our homes to be full of you, our lives, our desires. Uh, place us in your mission for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.